So you invent a giant sponge that's launched into space to soak up the carbon in our atmosphere, saving the planet and the human race. Your next invention is chocolate ice cream that instantly sends all known forms of cancer into remission, saving millions of lives and countless suffering. For your lifetime's work and contribution to humanity, you are awarded the highest accolade on the planet, the Nobel Pizza. Yes, the Nobel Pizza, because there's nothing like a slice of pepperoni to motivate anyone to do great things. Hi, Heidi, and hi, Brent. Hello. Hey, howdy. Motivation in the workforce. What have we witnessed here since the pandemic? Well, it's been kind of interesting. You always notice when there's new jargon that comes out. Everyone's happy when they have a new key phrase. Right. And we all hear about quiet quitting. Oh, you show up to work, but you're quiet quitting. Is that what it sounds like? Out the door nice and quietly? I'm off. It'd be nice if it were like the Irish goodbye, isn't yeah, it? No, it's, it's more sitting at work and not actually doing a whole lot of anything. Yeah. Ah, so you're so, actually at work, still getting uh, paid. You're quitting in place. You just... And that's happening. And it's nothing new. It's that's always the fun happened. Part. That's the fun part. We came up with a new word. That means toss-all because we've always <laughs> talked about motivation in the workplace, but now yeah. we've branded it with a double Q jargon phrase, so it Ooh. must be cool. Yeah. Well, there's a recent one, desk bombing. Yes, desk bombing. Is desk another. bombing, when you walk up to someone and you actually physically ask them a question, as opposed to calling them or sending them an email. No. That is creating a level of stress and anxiety with young workers. Like, why are you talking to me? So desk bombing, you know, like we used to in the old days, communicate face-to-face. -face. <laughs> yeah. It's like stressing <laughs> out employees. Yeah. Yeah. Show up yeah. and talk to someone. But... I, oh, my word. Truly, yes. so we now have new terms for anxiety for someone who wants to talk to me face to face. Yep. And for I'm sitting at my desk and I'm not doing anything because I hate my job. But if you didn't have a catchphrase, they wouldn't be real things, would they? They wouldn't be cool. They wouldn't be millennial. Nope. They wouldn't have a hipster yep. mustache, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there wouldn't be pickles in the jar. Yeah. When you start sifting through this new jargon and you realize, so we're talking about motivation. And then right. you look and you think, what are the typical things done for motivation in the workplace? Bad pizza, yep. stale bagels, and a ping pong table. The ping pong table of change. I have actually seen that brought in. <laughs> They were disturbed to discover that no one could get work done when ping pong balls were flying at them. There was also office. a basketball hoop nearby, which caused yeah. challenges Ooh. also to getting productive work but done. Yes, right. the, those yeah, were. Yeah. Those yeah. are all the motivation attempts that you've generally seen over the last 10 years. As opposed to designing the work and engaging the employees in something that is actually worthwhile and passionate for them. I was just going to say, these aren't motivational devices. These are just gimmicks. It really hides a bigger issue, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. It really feels like that for the first time, well, we're still dealing with this and we've talked about it in other episodes, that the employer is having problems recognizing that they are not as all-powerful 
as they were prior to the pandemic. Right. So prior to the pandemic, maybe the lipstick on the pig of bad pizza was enough to make people like, well, you know, uh, it's better than slitting my wrists to show up here, you know. (laughs) I guess we can say, if you're old enough to remember, that the pandemic pulled back the curtain on the wizard. Yeah. What is actually going on in an organization? So you allowed your employees to work from home and they were extremely productive and you didn't actually recognize or reward that productiveness in an emergency situation of a pandemic. Then you brought them back into the office for no apparent reason. And they're pissed off. <laughs> you're, yeah, they're upset, they're annoyed, they're wondering why they're there, yep. and you're not rewarding them by giving them anything useful or functional or passionate to do. Right. When they could just as well do it at home. Yeah. Right. What's your sort of blueprint for this? You know, if one of your organizations comes to you and says, hey, I think, I'm thinking about having a stale bagel Tuesday, or putting in a basketball hoop, what do you think? Go ahead. <laughs> I've really worked this discussion in various forms for probably 20 years. Right. And you have to start on a very basic level, which is not the reward level, but it is the level of respect and authenticity. And if your culture cannot communicate respect and authenticity. There is no once a month birthday celebration with a bad cake that's going to fix anything. What you do has to resonate with being true to the people in the room. Many years ago, I was a member of a project management team and our supervisor was all gung-ho about we needed to get together and brainstorm some ideas around X. And she sent around an email that said, pizza for lunch on this day, I need your ideas. And I walked into her office and I said, did you know that this person is on a diet, this person is on a diet, this person is fasting. And she was like, Gluten-free. so we're ordering pizza. And I was like, how about we get salads? And she was like, why would I order salads? Pizza is what you order to reward people. I'm just going, dude. (laughs) That for me is the definition of authenticity, is that if you respect your people and you show them an environment of respect. And that also has to do with, on a larger management level, you have to hold your supervisors accountable for knowing their teams and responding to their team's needs. Um, Devil's advocate here. I mean, a lot of people would think, well, surely the reward's just finance. If you pay them enough, they'll do anything. The survey says that ExxonMobil and the entire oil and gas sector are having huge problems recruiting staff. Last I heard, they pay really well. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. There's a time yeah. and a place where money will rule yeah. uh, when the economy is struggling and unemployment is very high. Right. Currently, it's not because they can go somewhere else and get more money. If money's the issue, if money is yeah, pure. They can easily yeah. go find more money. There is plenty yeah. of money out there and plenty of jobs to be had. So why are we looking at motivation as money if that's no longer than a motivation? Right. In reality, a motivation for most people at work is they want to feel that they're a part of something bigger and they're adding value. Yeah. That's motivation for a lot of people. 
And when we consider how much of our lives we spend in the workplace, that's not a big ask. No, it shouldn't be. No. As a result of putting those priorities first, what does an employer get in return? If you treat your people with respect so that they want to stay, hiring a new staff member costs $10,000 plus. The longer you can maintain your staff, retain them, and build them, the more money you save. Right, right. And so you, every time you change employee, you lose productivity because there's a learning curve, there's a ramp-up time. At the same time, if they've quiet quit in place, you're also losing productivity. Right. So you need to be able to look at what are we doing right, what are we doing wrong, and take a hard look at what you do. It's a culture analysis that we really start with. From a technical standpoint, it can be observation, it can be interviewing, we have survey tools we use. Very often, as outsiders walking in, and you know this, when you walked into, oh, your in-law's home the first time and you looked around and thought, wow, this is a strange environment, that outsider observation tells you a lot. And you need to be honest about how much fun is it actually to work at your organization? How rewarding is it? I had a guy come to do some landscape gardening for us, take out a tree stump root, and he was just touching all the way. The gate's closed. And And I stopped him and said, if you don't want to be here, go away. I don't need this. I'm not your boss, but I don't need you. Yeah. And we recently ran into it at a uh, at an art gallery. At an art gallery, and we asked the security guard a question. Yeah. He says, "I don't care." Whoa. He literally turned to us and said, "I don't care." I don't care. Everyone's here. They just they just spend their money. We don't care. Wow. <laughs> Poster children for quiet quitting. We've yes. identified them. Yeah. yeah. Wow. What have we got on the the cards for next week then, Heidi? Things written in invisible ink. So it's going to be a spycraft episode, is it? Never know. Oh, yes. Hi, dear Brent. I'll see you next week. See you next week. All right. Talk soon. Talk soon.